Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. No matter how this podcast has reached you, maybe you stumbled upon it by accident, or maybe you were referred to it by a friend. No matter how this podcast has reached you, whether you're watching or listening to this, whether you're on Spotify, iHeart, on Apple Podcasts, on Google, or even on YouTube if you're watching this, if you are here, I am a firm believer that it's not by accident. And so again, whether this is your first time, we've been here for a while, it's an honor that you are here. Episode 102, we've made it through 100 episodes. And if you weren't a part of the podcast last week, feel free to catch up. But last week, we went over every single episode, for the most part, every single episode, all 100 episodes. And I shared a little bit about the behind the scenes of each episode. And so here we are. I feel a little rusty. I took a week off. My mom and little brother were up here visiting, and so it was awesome being able to see them. And we traveled all over the place, and so I know I wore them out. But I'm back at it, and I'm really excited about what the Lord wants to do with this episode. So again, if you are new to Color and Chaos, I'm just going to take a quick moment just to go over what Color and Chaos is. Because I know a lot of times I meet people, and they just tell me, they're like, Jonah, I do not know how to pronounce your podcast. It is Color in Chaos, all one word, but color and chaos. What is the whole idea behind color and chaos? Well, I know in my life that I have seen that the moments of difficulty, of hardship, of challenge, of the unknown, in those moments in my life, that in the moment, I want to do nothing else but run away from those things that are causing me the chaos. I want to do nothing else but to numb myself from the, the, the challenging and the difficulty that those chaoses bring. And I know I'm not alone with this. There's something within us as humans that we want to avoid whatever challenges us, whatever makes us uncomfortable. At the end of the day, every mile matters. And that's what here at Color and Chaos, what we try to focus on. We try to not ignore the chaoses of life, the chaoses within and the chaoses around us. We don't want to ignore the chaos. We want to acknowledge the chaos. But instead of allowing the chaos to have power and control over our lives and over our emotions, we allow that chaos to be the catalyst for what our creator, savior, and sustainer wants to do and produce within us. That there is color in the chaos when instead of looking to our own strength, our own ability, our own understanding, we lean on the one who makes us whole. And so again, that is what this whole podcast is. And no matter where you're at in your walk with Jesus, whether you have began your walk with Jesus or right now you're still on the sidelines and you're trying to figure out, okay, who is Jesus and why does this matter? No matter where you're at, this podcast is for you because I'm a firm believer that it's not by accident that you are here. So here, let's pray and then we'll jump into this week's episode. All right, Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are. It's hard to thank you when we don't maybe fully understand who you are and we don't fully understand what you're doing. But Lord, at the end of the day, we know that you are here and we are crying out to you. We are asking you to meet us where we are. Lord, I pray for those that are right now listening or watching this that just has so much chaos within and around them and they are just trying to figure out where in the world the color is because it just seems like everything has just faded to gray. Lord, I pray for the man or the woman that is watching or listening to this that is just at the end of their rope. Lord, will you please remind them that you are here and that you care and that you have a plan and purpose for us that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. 
So Lord, today as we look at your word and we just try to open up our hearts to you and respond to you with today and within this week, Lord, will you please just just become more alive in us, Lord, and just help there be some type of gear shift within us that has been getting clogged up within the changing of the gears in the season that we are in. Lord, we just went into fall. So as the seasons change, Lord, please change us. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been in a moment or a season, and maybe you're in this now, but have you ever had a time where you have heard about what the Lord has done in other people's lives? You, you, you can look back and see just so many examples of people saying, hey, look, I prayed for this and, and the Lord met me here. Or, or, you know, you read verses that talks about like, hey, you know, when you pray, believe that you have received what you have prayed and, you know, it'll, it'll be given to you. you. You read these scripture verses and everything and you're really puzzled because at the end of the day, you're, you're crying out to God. You're saying, God, I don't just want to think about what you've done in other people's life, but Lord, I want to feel you here and now. Lord, I want to respond to you here and now. Lord, where are you in this? And maybe if you're listening or watching, you can fill in the blanks with what you are currently going through. You know, Lord, where are you in blank? Where are you when I'm feeling empty? Where are you when I feel lonely? Where are you when I feel abandoned? Where do, where are you when I feel sick? And I feel overcome by just burdens and demons. And I feel like I'm just kind of at the end of my rope. I feel like I've relied on so much of myself. And, and I have to rely on myself because if not, I feel like I would drown in the season of life that I'm in. Has it ever been you? Have you ever felt like, Lord, I just need to know where you are here and now? I feel like I can relate with that in, in many ways. Even as I'm recording this right now, I know that there's this dryness within me when it comes to my relationship with the Lord. And, and I'm, I'm trying to figure a point like, okay, where was it? What did I do? Or, you know, what's going on? Why do I feel kind of distant from the Lord? And I know that, you know, recently it's kind of been a crazy season, at least with where I'm at right now. I got a lot of stuff going on responsibility-wise, as all of us do. I have a lot of things going on with that, but I've also had a lot of people that have come to visit me in these last three, four weeks. I had a buddy whose parents uh, got tested for COVID and they were waiting on the results. But during that time that he kind of needed to be quarantined from them, I had a brother that came up to come visit. And the next week I had my mom and my little brother to come visit and just been having kind of entertaining a lot of guests. I'm on crutches here right now. So there's just the extra burden of trying to adapt your life around a, a type of, you know, difficulty that's going on with your body and and so I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself in the season of recording right now that there's been times where I've been just kind of crying out to Lord saying, Lord, I can't really pinpoint what happened, but I feel like there's this lack of intimacy between me and you. And again, I know that I'm not alone. But recently, I've been reading through Luke. If you've been following this podcast, you know that I've been through Luke recently. But I've been going through Luke, and there's this passage in Luke 17 that really stood out to me that I felt led to share with you. And especially if you right now are just kind of like what I described, and you're saying, Lord, you know, I, I've heard a lot of what you've done in other people, but I just want to know, where are you right now? And there's this passage that stood out to me. And this is what it says in Luke 17. This is Jesus towards the end of his life. He's heading towards Jerusalem. And this is going to be the last trip that he makes before his crucifixion. So this is what Luke 17 verse 11 says. It says this, As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance. Verse 13, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Verse 15, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God. Verse 16, He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. One of the things that stand out to me, and it might have stood out to you as well in this passage, is that there's 10 men standing at a distance having a conversation with Jesus. It's not really a conversation that's, you know, like, oh, wow, cool. You know, it's like a nice conversation. If anything, it's kind of an awkward conversation because not only are they speaking at a distance, they're keeping their distance. This is before COVID, right? They're, they're staying at a distance, having this conversation with Jesus. But it makes it very clear that these men had leprosy. They had a very highly contagious disease. So not only was it awkward because they're standing at a distance, like yelling at each other, but it's also kind of awkward because they have a highly contagious disease. And if anybody else was in Jesus's position, they would have got away from there as soon as they could. See, leopards, they usually stood outside of the colonies, outside of the towns, out of the villages. Because of it being very highly contagious, the, the skin disease that it is, they would stay away. They were outcast away from the everyday people. And so Jesus, as he's approaching this village, he's meeting these outcasts. He's meeting these people that are thrown outside of the city, and they're having this conversation with Jesus. They've heard about who Jesus was, and now they are finally able to speak. Even though it's at a distance, they're able to speak with Jesus. But have you ever felt like those leopards that were outside having this long-distance conversation with Jesus? You know, I I, can't, I don't know how easy it was for them to see one another, but clearly they could see a little bit of each other, but I don't know how close they were or whatever, but I know that they were at least at a distance, and I'm sure these leopards are used to talking to people at a distance. But the thing that's really interesting about Jesus is that Jesus does not run away. I know so often I feel like, you know, Lord, I feel like I'm at this weird distance with you. I feel like there's this kind of disconnect, like this intimacy that I know that I've experienced with you before of yesterday. I know that I've experienced intimacy with you before, but right now I'm just trying, I'm I'm struggling trying to understand where are you now? And how many of you may be listening or watching this, you felt that as well. Maybe you're in a season right now and you're just saying, Lord, where are you now? I want to have a restored intimacy with you. Maybe many of you listening or watching this, you've never really felt that intimacy, but you've tried to fill that intimacy, that desire for intimacy with so many other things and so many other people that maybe you're at a point right now that you feel like that leopard. You feel like you've tried everything and that people and things just leave you high and dry, almost like you're highly contagious, that you're some type of outcast. I know that I've been there. And and one of the things that also stands out to me in this passage is that out of the 10 men, each and every one of them were cured, but there's only one man that responded in a unique way. So these people had this disease that they were struggling with long enough and they get cured and, and freed from it. I would only imagine that they would be just very ecstatic as you and me would have been. But out of 10 people, only one responds with the heart of wanting to go back to the person who healed them. 
I know if I'm being honest with you that even in the seasons of feeling like there's this distance between me and the Lord, there's this, this lack of intimacy, I know that in the moments where I stop and I pause and I reflect on all that the Lord has brought me through, all of the things that the Lord has done, I know in those moments when even as I was reading this passage the other day that I stopped, I was reading this and it just stood out to me about that one man coming back to Jesus. He came back when all of the other ones walked away and they forgot who healed them. They, they didn't give, give praise to the one who healed them. If anything, they walked away celebrating the blessing of the deliverance, but they weren't celebrating the deliverer himself. I know that even in the seasons where I'm feeling a distance between me and the Lord, when I do pause and, and I realize, wait a minute, there is so much in my life that I once struggled with. There's so much in my life that I once felt like would be the end of me. There's so many, so many things in my life that I know that at that time I felt like they outcast. I felt like I was far away. There's so many things in my life, and regardless of how I'm feeling right now, that I have to pause and reflect, wait a minute. Who got me through each and every one of those speed bumps? Who got me through each and every one of those times that I felt like an outcast? Each and every time I felt like I, I, my struggles were too much or that my sins were too great. Who got me through all of the things that I've been through, through all of the times that I felt like there would be no more, that, 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 that I've reached the end of my road? Who got me through those? And when I stop and I pause, I remember that, okay, wait a minute. It wasn't me that got me through that. And yeah, you know, there might have been other people that were involved in those processes and everything. But at the end of the day, I know it wasn't necessarily just those people. But I know that there was a God at work through all of that, our creator, savior, and sustainer. I know that in within me, I want to thank someone. There's many things that could have been a part of the healing, a part of the deliverance of those different things. But when I stop and I remember, wait a minute, Lord, it was you that got me through each and every one of those things. In the moment, even in the moment right now, as, as I was reading this passage recently of just feeling like there's this disconnect and I'm, I'm, I'm far away from the Lord, there's this, this kind of pivot that happens within me, that happens within us. When we remember, Lord, it was you that was faithful yesterday. Therefore, Lord, I know that even though I'm struggling with finding you here right now, I know that just like you were faithful yesterday, you'll be faithful today. In those moments, there's this pivot that happens that we stop wallowing in where we were going and where what we were feeling. We stop and we pivot and we go back. We come back to the source of that healing. And I know within me recently, like I was sharing with you, I, I've just been feeling this distance between me and the Lord. And as I was reading this passage, I just kind of paused and I was sitting at the kitchen table. I just paused and I just said, Lord, help me. Help me. I know that you're here. I know that you're working. You are faithful. You are good. I start to remind myself of the truth because in the moments that we're feeling disconnected from the Lord, the reality is, is that he is there. <laughs> Jesus was still there even though those people were healed and they were told to go talk to the priest. Jesus was still there. And what tells me that Jesus was still there is that the one man that went back, he found Jesus. It doesn't say that he had difficulty finding Jesus. So even though there was distance that separated from the man that got healed, and as he was going on and he, he realized, wait, I got healed, and he went to the priest, there was distance that separated between him and Jesus. But as soon as he made a choice to come back, Jesus was right there. He didn't have to struggle to find Jesus. And likewise, when we are feeling a distance between us and the Lord, 
All it takes is a pivot of saying, Lord, I know that you're still there. Therefore, I'm not going to wallow in this distance. I'm not going to even just put up with maybe even the things that I've seen and I recognize as causing distance between me and you. Maybe it's my own sin. Maybe it's my rebellion. Maybe it's my own just, you know, my own emotions getting ahead of myself, you know, my own, you know, maybe just mental health that is just kind of starting to to go off the rails. Whatever it is, Lord, I'm, I'm recognizing right now that you are still here. You are still there. And Lord, whatever I have to do to come back, I Lord, I know that if I if I seek you with all of my heart, I will find you. Jeremiah 29, 13 makes a reminder to us as God tells Jeremiah, look, Jeremiah, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And likewise, this man, when he sought after Jesus, he didn't have difficulty finding him. But it comes down to a point with what we go through, with the distance that we feel, is it, does it ever get to a point where we say, you know what, I'm tired of this and I'm going back to the only one that can help reconcile this distance. And unless we go back to the one who can reconcile the distance, that we're going to start to allow that distance between us and the Lord get greater and greater and greater and greater. If that one man would have decided in that moment not to go back to Jesus, he would have just kept walking farther and farther away. And before you know it, Jesus would have left the town that he was in and no longer would he have had the opportunity to find him at much ease. But we have a unique opportunity that the man in this passage did not have. The opportunity that we have now is that we are not just tied to seeking Jesus in physical form. But now, because of what Jesus done, Jesus gave his life. He gave of himself physically so that we could be able to find him and seek him and surrender to him and accept him spiritually 24-7 no matter where we are at. That I don't have to go find Jesus in Galilee. I don't have to find Jesus in a physical location anymore. But that our creator, savior, sustainer made a way when there was no way. And he made a way so that at any point we can right now with wherever you are at, wherever I am at, all it takes is for us to cry out to our God and say, Lord, forgive me, help me. Lord, I don't want to just settle for this distance that I feel between me and you. But Lord, search me, test me, know me. Lord, search me, see if there's anything within me that's causing this hostility. Because Lord, you are worth it. You are worth it. I don't want to just be healed of things. I don't want to just have blessings and things that I can look back and easily see that you've done and not recognize that you are still doing that today. I don't want to just forget all that you've done and all of your presence and all of your faithfulness. I don't want to just forget all of that. But Lord, I want to experience that here and now. And first, in order for me to experience that, I have to come to you on your terms. So if right now you're feeling this distance between you and the Lord, just remember, it's never too late to come back. This man came back when he realized that the healing that happened wasn't just for the, the healing itself, but the purpose of the healing was for him to know his creator, savior, and sustainer more. This man realized that, look, if this person healed me from what I was struggling with, he is worthy to be praised and he is worthy to be followed. Likewise, heavy hearts, you and me, how often is it that we, that I forget that the one that has healed me is worthy to be praised and worthy to be followed? Even when there's this distance, even when we don't maybe feel him or we don't necessarily know what he's doing. Another thing that stood out to me is when the man came back and he saw Jesus once again, he fell to his knees in worship and praise. 
and he cried out right here in verse 15. It says this, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, shouting, praise God. This man was not embarrassed about what had happened. He realized that his identity was no longer what it used to be, but he has been given a new identity. He's no longer the leopard. He's no longer the sinner. He's no longer the outcast, but he has been redeemed. He's been forgiven. He is loved. He is cherished. He is beloved. And he fell down to his feet and he said, praise God. He recognized the source of where the healing came from. So often we can forget in the chaos that the Lord is present through all of our chaos, not just for us to have a crutch or for us just to feel good, but he's present within us because he loves us. He loves us. He cares for us. And when we realize that, that the love that God has for us, that even when we were dead in our sin and our hostility from him, when we realize that, Lord, you have forgiven me of so much. You died on the cross for so much of my baggage, of my hurt, of my distance. When we realize that, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And we cry out in worship and adoration, not only with our mouth, but with our lives. This man was not worried about what people were thinking about him. He was completely consumed about the one who gave him the ability to even think at all. He cried out. He said, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. So often when we are going through chaos, we forget to praise our God for what he has done. Not only that, but this man was praising God for what he was doing. Because in that moment, he knew that the same person that delivered him moments ago is the same God that can deliver him again and again and again and again. That he is the water source that would not run dry. He's not the, the, he's not the water canteen. He's not the water canteen that gets empty. But he fell down to his feet realizing that, Lord, you are the one that can fill me anew and anew and anew and anew. And I am praising you for who you are. He thanked him for what he had done. The man was a Samaritan. Now, this is really important because the Jews did not like the Samaritans. They felt like the Samaritans were kind of like half-breed and that they've kind of given up on their Jewish heritage and started adopting all these different beliefs and, and all this other stuff. So not only was he even more of an outcast because he was a Samaritan, but the king of Jews looked at the Samaritan and said, you know what? You, out of all of those nine other people, you get it. You get it. You get it that I not only just healed you, but I healed you in order for you to respond to your maker. And so likewise, heavy heart, no matter where you're at today, no matter what you feel, it's not too late to come back. It's not too late to recognize all that the Lord has done and fall to his knees and praise him. You are not where you're at today just because of you or because of others. You are where you're at today because you have a God who has a plan and purpose for your life that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. And just like what Jesus told this man, I say now to you, stand up. Your faith is what will heal you. Not your faith in yourself, not your faith in others, not your faith in your ability, but the faith in the healer, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The one that looks at you even when you feel like you're at a distance. The one that looks at you and says you are forgiven. The one who gave it all even when you were at a distance. The Bible says that when we were dead in our sins, Christ died for us. So even at a distance, our creator, Savior, Savior, looks at us and says, you are healed, you are forgiven, you are made new, you are, you are made pure. 
you have a you have a purpose over your life that nothing this world can rob but in order for you to recognize what that purpose is you have to look to me because in the eyes of the healer i can heal you in order for you to see clearly in order for you to live purposely and and fulfilled the wages of sin is death but the one that overcomes our sin is life god is life and in him there is no darkness at all so heavy heart if you feel darkness today if you feel distance come back come back come back i wanted to end with one more thing one chapter right after luke 17 that we just read and we just talked about about the leper that the the 10 lepers that were healed and one responded as jesus continued to walk towards jerusalem even in the next chapter luke 18 there's something that happens very similar to what we just talked about and this is what it says in luke 18 verse 35 this is what it says says this as jesus approached jericho a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 39, be quiet, the people in front of him yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 40, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and he ordered that the man be brought to him. I want to pause right here. Jesus recognized that there was a distance between the man that was shouting and him. So what Jesus did, he ordered that that man would be brought closer to him. So often we are brought close to Christ. We are brought close to our creator, savior, and sustainer, not only through chaos, but through the voice of God calling to us through all the circumstances that we're going through. But so often we can miss the voice of the Lord calling out to us, calling to us to surrender and to trust him and to, to give him control. So often we can forget that because of all the people around us that are telling us to shut up or all the people around us telling us what we should believe or what we should do. But may we not miss the voice of the Lord that's calling out saying, come, come to me. Well, let's bridge this gap between me and you and I will do whatever I can to get you here. But you first have to listen and respond. Come to me. It says they came to him and Jesus heard him. He stopped. He ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man can see and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too. This man wasn't just healed because he called out to Jesus. He called out to Jesus loud and loud, abandoning all that was behind him, all the people around him. He abandoned himself and called out the one that could save with a faith that he could alone save him. He didn't care anymore about everything else. He was completely focused on the one that could save. And Jesus said, look, your faith has saved you. So heavy heart. May today, no matter what you are going through, this week, this season, no matter what you are going through, May it not just be you trying to get yourself out of pits or getting yourself out of chaotic situations or unknown circumstances or things that happen that were outside of your control. May it not just be us trying to fix our circumstances, but may we surrender to the one that is God over the chaos, the one that can bring color out of the chaos. May we be like the leopards and may we be like the blind man that cries out no matter what, comes back and shouts even louder. May we come back today and shout even louder. When we have been forgiven much, we will love much. 
Just like it says in Luke 7, verse 47, as there's this prostitute that's down at the feet of Jesus. This is what Jesus says. He says this, I tell you, her sins, though they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who has forgiven little shows only little love. May we realize today that we are desperate and in need of our Savior. And in the moments where we acknowledge, Lord, I am not hiding how I'm feeling right now. I'm not hiding this distance that I feel. But Lord, I am recognizing that you are worthy to be praised and you're worthy to be followed. Those are the moments that we have to pivot. And no longer do we start walking farther and farther and farther away. And we start to believe the lies that, no, it's because he has left us. He has abandoned us. He is the one that is gone. And he is, he is, is no longer relevant in your life anymore. When we stop believing those lies and we start to accept the truth, the truth is, Lord, you've never gone anywhere, but Lord, I want to pivot and I want to walk back. Whatever that looks like, Lord, show me what that looks like so that I can walk it out. Surround me with people that can speak truth into my life so that I don't feel so alone. Help me in the moments with my time and my energy and my day, no longer just thinking about myself or my needs or my desires, but to, to think, wait a minute, Lord, your kingdom your kingdom is the reason why you've delivered me from this. Lord, you have healed me and you are worthy to be praised and you're worthy to be followed and you have a kingdom that you want me to be just completely consumed by because when I'm consumed by your kingdom, I am able to realize that this is not all that there is. My emotions is not all that there is. My experiences is not all that there is, but there is a life and a life everlasting when I look to you, the king of the kingdom that I was created for. May we come back and shout louder than ever before. Lord God, just thank you so much that no matter the distance that we feel between you, all that it takes is a moment of recognizing that, Lord, you are there. You are there. Whether it be the, the promises of Jeremiah 29, 13, when you told Jeremiah, look, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Or whether it be the, the, the men that were there outside of the city, the outcasts that were crying out to you, saying, Lord, Lord, please, please, please see us, hear us, feel us. Lord, no matter where it's at, Lord, in each circumstance, Lord, you were there when we sought after you. And Lord, thank you that even when we may not have been originally seeking after you, Lord, you were always seeking after us. So Lord, I pray for those that are listening or watching this right now, that just right now maybe have felt for the first time that Lord, you are there, that you care, and that you are crying out for their hearts. Lord, would they please, would they please have a moment of humility and come to you on your terms, knowing that there is no distance too great that you have not died and bled for. God, you bridge the gap between our hostility and our surrender. So Lord, please make a way when there is no way within our hearts, within our lives. Lord, in this season that we are approaching, right now as I'm recording this is fall, as we prayed at the very beginning, Lord, as these seasons change, Lord, please change us. Lord, we don't want to be the leper that we used to be. We don't want to be the blind man that we used to be. Lord, we want to be able to use the giftings and the talents and the life and the abilities that you have given us in order to give you praise and glory. Lord, may we praise you. May we praise you. May we praise you no matter the distance that we may feel, knowing that you are there and that you are worthy. You are worthy of it all. Lord, you have healed us and you heal us now. So Jesus, we look to you. We cry to you. We cry to you, Lord. It's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen, amen, amen. Heavy heart, may we shout even louder in the season of life right here, right now.
no matter what you are going through, no matter what this world may say, we have a creator that is worthy to be praised and he will bridge the gap when we feel like we are at a loss for words. Heavy heart, thank you so much for being a part of this. It's so awesome to be back. I'm looking forward to being able to Lord willing and talk to you next week. And if there's any way that this podcast has blessed you, please feel free to write a review, to, to share this with people. Do whatever you can so that people can experience what you've been able to experience through this podcast. God bless you. Know that I'm praying for you. Know that your life matters. Heavy heart, rest easy. God bless you. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.